I'm Casey James, and this is the story of the Bridge House. The basement hallway feels like a true liminal space, colourless and waiting, between thoughts. The shutters bang against the window frames as the wind howls outside. It wasn't windy when I was outside on the veranda just before, but now it sounds as if the legions of the damned are standing out there and screaming in the rain. Maybe they are. I have no idea what I'm doing. The plaster down here has crumbled away, leaving copper pipes exposed along the ceiling and running down the walls. I think there must be another bathroom down here. Unless the pipes are all to serve that conservatory. Possible, I suppose. There was enough water in there, and it must be pumped from somewhere. Filtered and moved around. I'm glad I shut the... the door, gate, whatever it is. To keep the Vodnik and its friends out. Knowing my luck, if I hadn't, I'd be seeing things crawling out of the pipes down here. Just off the hallway, I see another bathroom, and an adjoining bedroom. I'm going to call this one the green room, because it's done all in shades of green. Maybe plants are a theme for the basement? Wouldn't be the worst thing. The wallpaper in there is a leaf print, almost like seaweed. And there's a round table at the end of the bed covered with a torn remnant of some sort of lacy cloth. I keep looking at it because it keeps moving in the draft. The windows have been left open in the green room, although they're effectively barred by some sort of decorative grill along the top of the walls, and I'm surprised the room isn't flooded. It is damp, and the howling is louder in here too. I'm not sure it is actually the wind at all. It sounds too malevolent to just be air movement. This room feels like a prison. I, I don't want to stay in here any longer than I have to. I don't honestly remember deciding to come in in the first place. But I'm standing in the doorway staring at that torn tablecloth. My feet take another three steps into the room while I'm debating why I'm in here at all. From this angle, the wallpaper looks less like leaves, more like gears and struts, some kind of machinery. The insides of a clock, maybe. There's a grumbling roar, which I swear I'm not making this up. It isn't the wind. It's, it's in the walls somehow. I feel like I'm running out of time. There's something on the table, under the cloth. I can see it, or at least I can see the vague shape of it. I'm, I'm not sure what it is, though. It almost looks like it's moving. Like the cloth wasn't moving in the wind. It was moving because there's something under it. I'm not really sure what I'm looking for in here. There's nothing that screams light to me even though I don't know what sort of light I need. I mean, 
How do you light up a crystal? An ether stone, I suppose. Shine a light into it, maybe. But if that was it, then anything would do. A torch, a candle, even the electric ceiling lights. <sighs> Speaking of, I stepped to the side and flipped the light switch on the wall. There's a sad little fizzing sound from the ceiling, but the light doesn't turn on. All I have is the glow leaking from the hallway and the occasional flash of lightning from outside. Neither of which is great. I swear, every time the lightning flashes, it looks as though the machines in the wallpaper have shifted, gears cranking and grinding towards some unstoppable outcome. Whatever it is on the side table, under the cloth, it's definitely moving. Squirming, almost. I'm torn. On the one hand, it might be an animal. But on the other, the memory of that inexplicable, horrible heart upstairs makes me reluctant to touch, well, anything, really. I should look. I should. Better to know, you know. It's probably a rat or something. And... Even if it's something horrible, it's too small to be really dangerous. Whatever it is, it's, it's barely longer than my hand. As I move closer, my gaze snags on the small chest of drawers beside the bed. There might be a lighter or something in there. So I pause, sidetracked by possibility, and investigate. The drawers are tight, swollen in the damp, and stuck tight in their places, but I manage to get the top one open eventually. I'm using so much force to pull on it that when it finally gives, I fall backwards and land on my ass, on the bed, with a drawer in my lap and half its contents spread across the floor. I'm pretty sure it's teeth. The top drawer was full of teeth. All sorts of teeth. Not just human ones, but there are more than enough of those. Tiny, pearly white baby teeth and yellowed, chipped adult teeth and sharp incisors that should look like they once belonged to a dog or a wolf, maybe, but somehow don't. And staring at the teeth, I end up also staring at the bedspread that I'm sitting on. The emerald green bedspread, which what I had taken for a, a pattern on the fabric is actually a, a sea of spiders and beetles and ants, a, a crawling, writhing mass of them now crawling over my jeans and across my hand where I'd put it down on the bed. <sighs> I, I don't scream. I don't. Much. I mean, they're not doing anything, just crawling over me on their way to wherever they're going, and it doesn't feel awful. Tickles a bit, I guess. So no, I don't scream. Not about the spiders. Not until the thing under the cloth crawls out, and it's a hand. A disembodied hand moving on its own, like like Thing from the Adams family. Then, 
I scream. A little bit. The hand is greyish. Long, pale fingernails and strong fingers, and it crawls out from under the cloth like some kind of beetle or lizard, ungainly and yet oddly graceful. I can't help it. I drop the drawer full of teeth, and spiders or no spiders, I skitter away further onto the bed and over to the other side. The disembodied hand doesn't move for a moment. Then it taps. One fingernail on the side table in a pattern. I know it's a distinct pattern because it repeats. The hand taps it out once, then pauses, then does the same thing again. single fingernail hesitated for an instant, then again, tap, pause, tap, pause, tap, 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 pause, tap, 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 pause, tap, tap, pause, tap, pause, tap, pause, tap, tap, pause, tap, tap, pause. stare at it, frozen in place, as it taps out that pattern on the table again. By the third repeat, I've noticed the bugs and spiders moving, crawling and scurrying across me, across the bedspread and the floor. The floor is covered in them, towards the hand. In the dim light, punctuated with flashes of lightning, they look like lines of ink being drawn towards that grey immaculate, horrific hand, specifically towards the wrist, the wrist which ends not in any sort of cut-off bone muscle, like a, a hand chopped off of an arm would presumably look like. I've never seen a hand cut off an arm before, but I've seen cutlets and joints of meat at the butchers. I know what those look like, and it can't be all that different. But no, it ends in a sort of clotted blackness, like something halfway sculpted made of dark-coloured wax, or something made of plaster or clay and coated with a black paint undercoat, only hideously, weirdly wet and moving. The insects move in silence. No buzzing or humming, no chittering clicks, but I can hear the sound of their tiny feet moving in their millions across the bed and the floor and the table. Even over the howl of the wind and rain outside, I can hear them. 
they flow up and across to that wet-looking black stump, and they, they join it, fuse with it somehow, and slowly, fraction by fraction, they start extending it. The wrist grows longer, widens into a forearm made of chitinous beetles and tiny furry spiders. Some of them have picked up the teeth from the floor and carried them along, making shining white and off-white points in the writhing blackness of the arm as it forms. I slide off the far edge of the bed and back away, one step at a time, after checking myself for insects and brushing a few of them off my clothes. Ugh. Behind me, the click and whir of gears and machinery echoes, dreamlike and faint. I don't look. I'd have sworn that the machinery in the wallpaper was nothing more than a pattern and barely that, but it doesn't really matter in the face of a creature forming itself out of bugs. I'm not afraid of spiders. At least, I wasn't afraid of spiders before this. I don't know now. I feel like this is the sort of thing that might well create new phobias. But whatever, the spiders themselves don't bother me that much. Even the ants and the beetles don't, really. Although, you know, we've all seen those old genre films with a horde of flesh-eating scarab beetles that spill out of some cursed tomb when the unwary main character opens it. The sheer number of them is a bit disconcerting, sure, but the thing that actually bothers me is that they're collecting together and building some sort of weird humanoid composite construct onto that hand. I don't see this going well for me. Is it better, I wonder, to get out while I can before it forms more than part of an arm, and then have it behind me in the house? Or to wait until it finishes forming and see if I can talk my way out. Or use Ariel's weird looking at things the right way suggestion to do, well, magic, I guess. To stop whatever it is from doing anything to me. Either way, I think I should probably not stay here against the far wall of the room, where the rain from outside is hitting me through the open windows. The storm is howling like a demon, and the bed and the hand thing are between me and the door. I sidle around the edge of the room, trying to be reasonably stealthy, still wondering if I should just go, or if I should wait at the door and see what this thing is. My internal debate is cut short, though, as a voice says, Wait! I flinch and stare through the darkness at the mass of insects that have now formed an arm extending upwards from the hand. A mouth is there, weirdly formed into the flesh, or not so much flesh, really, of the thing's forearm. Slick black lips move, revealing a mismatched assortment of teeth and a witly moving black tongue, presumably also made of spiders and ants and beetles. Wait, it says again. What? I ask, warily, still edging closer to the door. You are going.
it says. I don't know what to say to that. So I don't say anything at all. In the back of my brain, I have a moment where I wish that Ariel would manifest. Not because I think it would help, necessarily, but because I don't want to be alone here with whatever the fuck this thing is. The mouth in the weird bug arm smiles like it can see the thought in my face, which is just creepy. And it says, In, in where? I ask, almost against my will. It makes a shivering sort of susurrus sound that I think might be laughter. Something of mine, I repeat, curious. What could you possibly... Then my common sense, such as it is, reasserts itself and I shake my head. Doesn't matter. I have no idea who or, or what you are and no reason to believe you. And even if I wanted to, I don't know where Celepheus is. beetles and ants and god knows what other creepy crawling insects keep moving towards the unfinished stump of its arm, building the creature further. It now has one full arm and shoulder and the start of a torso. Another mouth is formed in the center of its chest, mismatched teeth glinting in the dark. I'll keep that in mind, I say. speaking in unison from both its mouths. I shall be within it. On the table, the hand is still idly tapping its fingernail on the tabletop in that same pattern. Sure, I say, with no intention of ever using the information. Riverbank, down some stairs from the Ivory City and I'll find your house. The spiders crawl in lines up its torso, like rivulets of ink moving in reverse, building at a neck and jaw. I back away some more, one step, then another, closer to the door. Up to you, of course, says the thing, its creepy chest mouth smirking at me as the even creepier arm mouth speaks. You could always leave it with me. 
What could you possibly have of mine, anyway? I ask, still curious in spite of knowing that it's a bad idea that I probably don't want to know. It called itself Edmund, says the whispering spider footstep voice of the thing. And it laughs. laughs. 